0: What up, what up, what up, this is your man Dre Day from Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast and I have a public service announcement for all you listeners out there. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground in 2018, I had so many questions. How do I record an episode? Where do I find background music? How do I get my show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all the other places people like to listen? Also... Where do I find advertisers? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and 100% easy to use. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, go to anchor.fm start to join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using anchor again that's anchor.fm slash start to join oh one thing you can record your episode from your phone or computer so again go to anchor.fm slash start to join and i can't wait to hear your podcast and gents, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I am your host with the most, The Hood's ESPN, Crystal Street's golden boy, Dre Day. What's up? What's up? What's up? This is episode 226, episode 226 of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Again, I want to thank everybody once again for their support. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. This episode here, NBA Talk. I mean, since the season has started, you know, I haven't really dived that much into speaking on the NBA. I believe I probably only spoke about it once. But listen, man, it's so much that's going on right now with the NBA. It's like, yo, I got to speak on it. I got to speak on it. I got the itch to speak on it. And I'm gonna go here, like, like, like I'm gonna I'm go here, man. Like, I'm gonna I'm keep it tall. I'm gonna keep it all the way a buck. At this present moment, man, let's just give Steph Curry the MVP award. Like, let's stop, let, like, let's stop faking the funk. He is the MVP right now of this season. The Golden State Warriors are 11-1 to start the season. I don't think nobody thought that they would start this season in 12 games, 11 and one. Like we like, like I know from, I, I, I know me, I was on some, they could definitely be a top five, top six team in the West. They are some fuck that. We going for the gusto. We going for number one. And aside from their loss, I think, I think their only loss was to Memphis, which was an overtime loss. What Steph is doing right now is just damn near just damn, damn impressive. And I said, listen, I said before the season started when 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 it was reported that his parents was going through a divorce, I said Steph is going to be a monster this season. I mean, he was gonna be a monster regardless, but just off that. That's just gonna ignite it even more because I mean you got you you having troubles at home. Like you're having troubles with the fam. That's definitely gonna, you know, help you get away from that distraction that you can say. And right now, Steph is going bonkers. He's going bonkers. 29 points a game, six rebounds, six assists. And listen, and, and, and let me just say this. It's not even just him. Like, I don't, like, don't want to make it seem like it's only him. Like, these young players that they got on this squad, Poole is doing his thing. I mean, Andrew Wiggins, he's going to always do him. But for some reason or another, it, like, his numbers always get swept under the rug. Like, dude will average 19 to 20-something a game but it gets swept under the rug. Like nobody really talks about it because they're not impactful. But he's doing his thing so far this season. Gary Payton Jr. Yo, listen, I'm not even going to hold y'all. All Star weekend, he got to be in the slam dunk contest. He's got to be. He's got to be in the slam dunk contest. GP Jr. You got to be in it. Like, if I got to call your pops, the legend himself. Gary Payton Senior, yeah, man, yeah, you get, yeah, you got, you've got, you got, you got to get in this, you got to get in this. Draymond is listen, Draymond is doing Draymond shit, so you know he's getting his little close to triple doubles here and there. He's being the emotional leader. Yeah, I, I mean, what the Warriors are doing right now, man, is just amazing, and they're having fun. Like, you watch these games on TV, especially when they're at home, and you see how how they just fire up when the crowd gets involved. Like, I'm telling you, like, it's a good thing that fans have been able to get back to these games because we're only 12 games in this season, and you can tell the difference. Like, you can tell the difference from the first 12 games last year to the first 12 games this year and what with, with the crowd participation man like it's 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 different that shit hit different man but listen again i'm loving what i'm seeing out of golden state man and again clay's not even back yet that's the scary part the warriors is the best team right now in the nba and clay is not even back yet cuz when he come back if they can keep this up when clay come back Jesus Damn. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna it is it's, it's gonna it's gonna get real crazy. It's gonna get real crazy. But I mean the Warriors is doing their thing. Shout out to the Washington Wizards. Because I mean, if y'all remember, you know, the offseason, the Lakers and the Wizards did that trade that sent Westbrook to the Lakers and then Kuzma, um Trez. Uh, KCP, like they all went to Washington in exchange for Westbrook. And I gotta say, man, they all do. They all doing their thing in Washington. Like, I, like, f- f- like for me, some players are just not fit for the bright lights. They're just not. And then, I mean, for some players, for some reason or another, they just can't play with LeBron. Kuzma was under that pressure to play alongside LeBron. And right now, he seems to be released from that. He's starting. He's averaging 15. Montrez, like, I've always loved Montrez. Like, I've, I've been a fan of Montrez since he was at Louisville. And when he was with the Clippers and he won sixth man of the year, dude went on to come to the Lakers, and Frank Vogel didn't even use him in the playoffs at all. Like, come on. So for him to be in DC putting up 18 and 9, I'm I, 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 I'm all for it because I know what he can do. I know what Montrez can do. I know what he can do. He don't start, but you know what he, you, like, you know what you're gonna get when Montrez steps in that game. You're gonna get dedication, you're gonna get a rough rider. And he gonna put up some buckets. Bradley Bill was doing Bradley Bill things. I mean, he's not averaging his crazy numbers last year, like, like, like he is now, like then he is now, but the Wizards are winning. That's the important thing. They wasn't winning shit like that last year. And they had him in Westbrook. But right now, if you wanna put everything in the vacuum right now, damn first place. The Wizards are 8 and 3. I mean, the Bulls, I mean, the Bulls have been very much impressive. Very much impressive. Aside from, you know, I think they just lost to Philly recently. They got blowed out by the Warriors last night. Oh, I forgot. Shout out to Steph because he uh, passed Ray Allen for most three-pointers made, including the playoffs. But we knew that was coming. Like, we knew that was coming down the pipe. You know what I'm saying? So definitely salute to Steph Curry for that. Brooklyn is starting starting to Cook things up a little bit. I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not too thrilled that they lost to the Bulls recently, but I mean, like I said, the Bulls have been nothing but amazing so far this season, except from their blowout loss to the Warriors. Um K D is doing K D things. So that's no surprise. I just need James Harden to be a little bit more consistent. I mean, right now, he's only averaging close to 20 points. We need him to crank that up. We need him to crank that up. Because that game against the Bulls, KD was the only one that actually showed up in the fourth quarter. It was basically KD versus everybody else on the Bulls, except him. You know what I'm saying? And... Brooklyn is going to need these supporting these supporting cast to step up. You know what I'm saying? Especially when James Harden is not in his bag, which I don't see why he's not in his bag. Like you're one of the top dudes in the league. We need you to be out there consistent every night, every night. You know what I'm saying? Um shit, man listen i listen i'm i'm listen i'm really 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 enjoying this season so far i really am i'm 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 really enjoying the start of this season so far like the start like the start of this season i i i true, i truly am it's a lot of <sighs> a lot of interesting st- a lot of interesting things that's going on i mean what was it a few nights ago Miami went against denver and uh I believe it's Markeith Morris and Nikola Jokic got into a little little, 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 little drama there for what? For what? I mean, me personally, I'm not mad at Jokic for doing what he did, because if you really go back and watch, Morris was the one that started it. He was the one that started the, the, the muffling. Now Jokic intensified it by. Going after him on his blind side, he wasn't catching like he he like Morris wasn't prepared for it. That could have ended crazy for him. He could have really been hurt in that situation. But it's a good thing he didn't. Uh, I found it funny that how the Miami team was ready to go to the Nuggets bench. I mean, go to their locker room, you know, to confront Jokic. I found that to be funny. I mean. I know that I listen, I know they're about to play each other again at the end of the month. And it seems like the Jokic brothers and the Morris brothers have gone back and forth um on Twitter. So listen, if that game is not on television, national television, because obviously it's gonna be on their local networks, they need to put this on ESPN or TNT. Like if it like like if November twenty ninth is all right, let me check them on my phone right now. Let me see what date that is. Let me see exactly what day that lands on. Okay, that's a Monday. That's a Monday. Man, is it NBA TV? Because I know TNT is Tuesday. And for some reason right now, they're not doing TNT on Thursday. They're doing TNT on Tuesday. Obviously, ESPN is Wednesday and Friday. I think this game they gotta find they, they gotta find a way to put this game on national television. Miami and Denver, because that's gonna be that that that, that 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 that's that's gonna be a game right there. Everybody and their mother gonna be looking forward to that game. Um. Miami. Speaking of Miami, Tyler Hero. I think Tyler Hero right now might be the front runner for uh six man of the year. Cause he's getting busy. He, he he could fuck around and probably get most improved player and six man if you think about it. Like I, I like 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 I like, like I honestly think they could do that. Like I honestly think he could do that. But um, listen, my like 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 Miami is that sleeper team that people. I think people have Miami in like in the top five of the East. Listen, Cleveland right now is four, but we know that's not going to hold up. So I could definitely see Miami creeping up on that. Um, Can Washington withstand what they're dealing with right now? Because, again, it's 11 games, small sample, small sample size, eight and three. Are they going to continue to be who they are? I mean, like I said, I'm very impressed with the Bulls. Um, Philly is eight and five without Ben Simmons. Um, Toronto was seven to six, the Knicks are seven and six. Listen, the Knicks was on their shit recently. But now they lost two games in a row. I believe they lost to Milwaukee recently, and they lost to the Hornets last night. Listen, Milwaukee right now is a they, they're a letdown right now. They're six to seven to start the season. Defending champs. But again, I have to keep saying, sample size. It's a small sample size. Small sample size. So, a lot can change. I mean, Atlanta is 4-9. This is a team that was in the conference finals last year. So, I'm hoping, I'm hoping this is not a case of they had their 15 minutes of fame and now they go back to the old Atlanta. Because, listen, the Braves just won the World Series, the Falcons is somewhat improving in the NFL. The Hawks got to do something. Like, come on. You know, I mean, Orlando, we, we already know they're the bottom feeders in the East. The same goes for Detroit. You know what I'm saying? As far as the West goes, I mean, shit. New Orleans is 1-12. Still no timetable for Zion. They're saying that boy put on a lot of weight. He's not happy. He don't want to be there. Like, listen, New Orleans loses a lot of their big stars. Chris Paul was there. He got out of there. Anthony Davis was there. He got out of there. Drew Brees just retired. And now Zion. Like, Like, when his rookie contract is up, he's not staying in New Orleans. He's out of there. Houston, obviously, they're rebuilding. Like, please, the Spurs. Listen, as much as I love San Antonio, I understand that they're rebuilding, and I'm okay with that. I do like the young. To- I-, I-, I do like the young talent that's over there. I do. I I, I love the young talent that's over there. I love. I love me some Murray. Um, I thought Tony Parker was gonna be the one that you know, pass the torch to him. I mean, listen, for all intended purposes, he's doing his thing. He's averaging 18, 18 points, almost eight rebounds, and eight assists. So he's doing his thing. Like, I like the young core with the Spurs, but that's the thing. They're young. They lack that experience. Let's get to these Lakers, man. Like, I done been 16 minutes into this, and I ain't even speak on them yet. LeBron is hurt. Again, but listen, at this age, we just got to accept the fact that LeBron is not going to play 82 games in the season, which I already knew already. I knew he wasn't going to play 82 games. I just I, I, just felt that it would be on some low management type shit. I didn't think that he would get hurt and not play. I'm thinking that, you know, it'll more so be on some low management type shit. A.D. is putting up A.D. numbers. We not even worried about that. Yo, Melo is balling. I don't know what it is, but he balls more in the staples than he does on the road. But Westbrook, man, listen. I Listen, I know... Listen. He's close to a triple-double, right? But the problem with that is them damn turnovers and his decision making for me that's why the pairing is not working in LA because of his court vision on the basketball court I've said for years that Russell Westbrook is not a point guard he's a shooting guard but for some reason or another being that he's so elusive and so fierce they got him as a point guard. He's a shooting guard, masquerading as a point guard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's close to a triple-double. But his court decision and these these goddamn turnovers is what's going to do the Lakers in. That's what's going to do the Lakers in. They need LeBron to come back because they, they, they need him to be the floor facilitator. It's not Westbrook. They need LeBron back. But, I mean, listen, when you put all of these dudes, and I'm talking about, like, future Hall of Famers on the same team, you're going to have some growing pains to start the season. And that's, what just, and, and that's what they're dealing with right now. They're 13 games in, they're one game above 500. I'm sure they're going to get it together. I'm sure, like, I, I'm sure they're going to get it together. We like we all said this was gonna be the case. Like I didn't expect the Lakers their first thirteen games to have w- the Warriors type record. Like we knew, like, like like we knew it was gonna be some growing pains to start the season, because you bring in Mello, you bring the White is back, you're bringing in eight, a- you're bringing in Westbrook. Like you're bringing in a lot of these, like I said, future Hall of Famers that's never really played with each other before. So of course you know it's gonna be some chinks in the armor and that's what the Lakers are dealing with right now but I'm sure as the season go on they will get it together they will get it together Utah and Denver they're 8-4 to start the season again I don't really like to speak on them because it's not that I don't respect them it's that I already know what the outcome is going to be with them like I already know what the outcome is going to be they're going to win their amount of games, and then as soon as playoff time come, depending on who it is that they match up with, they'll get lucky to get out the first round, and then whoever they meet in the second round, they out of here. I know this already, so there's no need to really speak on them. I get that they got talent over there, especially Utah. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is a stud, but again, I'm going to keep it tall. I know what the outcome is going to be with them. Second round and out. Denver, same thing. Second round and out. I know this already. I know this already. So it is what it is. The Clippers, I want to shout out the Clippers because... Kawhi's not there, but they're holding it down. They are holding it down until he comes back, whenever that is. and 7-4... Dallas is 8-4. So salute to them. Um Yeah. Shout out to them. Shout, shout, shout out to the Mavericks. I mean, OKC is doing their thing right now. Like they start they started the season off horrible. But right now, currently, they're on a four-game winning streak. Shea Alexander, man, that boy. That boy got the potential to be an all-star. Unfortunately, he's just playing for a team that's That's not really that good. John Moran in Portland. Listen, listen, the West, listen, the West is gonna be very interesting. Very interesting. Like when play, playoff, like, like when the playoffs is close. That race for the West is going to be way more interesting than the East. Way more interesting. Way more interesting. But yeah, man, like, I mean, again, like, again, like, I'm, I'm enjoying what's going on in the season right now to start off. But it's another thing that's been going on so far this season, and it's that damn Scottie Pippen. He cannot seem to get Michael Jordan's name out his mouth. Now I get it. He's got a book coming out, or it's already out, and dude just keeps running his mouth. Like, I don't know, like, I mean, listen. Now he's on, now he's saying that how he was a much better teammate than MJ, yada, yada, yada. Oh, my Lord. You're saying you're a much better teammate than Mike. You're trying to downplay his flu game. It's like you're doing too much right now, Pip. Like, like I, I mean, I don't understand what his problem is because... For me, listen, I just turned 36, right? And there was a time... When Scottie Pippen was a top five player in the league, when the Bulls was winning their championships, okay? I'm talking about the first P and the second P. There was a time when Scottie Pippen was a top five player in the league, okay? I don't know what it is with this dude. I don't know why he thinks that he should get the same praise as Mike because Mike was just too superior. We all know that. We all get that. We all understand that. Unfortunately, the only person that doesn't seem to understand that is him. Like I get, you know, he he lost a child recently. Um him and his wife or ex-wife, whatever you want to call her, he lost his wife. Dude is delusional. And as much as I always had love and respect for Pip, I'm starting to lose it because of The shit that's coming out of his mouth Like I get that you're trying to sell a book But What else do you want from Jordan? Like what else do you want from him? Or what else do you want from us? Because You you, you think that we're going to say That you're the greatest player to ever play? No That's never going to be the case Like I remember he was on um, Good Morning America With Michael Strahan And Michael Strahan asked him You know, I'm basically paraphrasing. How would you want the fans to remember you as the greatest of all time? You know that's not going to happen. So you was straight capping when you said that because I can name a few players that's greater than you besides Jordan. So stop it. Just stop it. Like Like you're doing too much right now. Too much right now. And then let's get to... This flu game that he's trying to downplay. Scottie Pippen, that flu game. And see, this is what, like, again, my knowledge goes deep. Like, I remember that flu game. I I, I, rem- I remember that flu game because I'm not even like, listen, disclaimer, everybody knows how much I love Jordan. I remember watching that game with my pops and my brothers and my sister because, again, it was bragging rights in my crib. Because me and my sister, we was the Bulls fans because of Jordan. My brother, my big brother, Wood, and my pops, they were Knicks fans. Their team was out of there already. Like, no NBA finals for them. My twin brother, Darren, he was a Magic fan because of Shaq and Penny. But then, I believe, I think that following year, Shaq had left and went to L.A. So, I don't know who he was rooting for at the time. But, needless to say, nobody was rooting for the Bulls except me and my sister. I remember that flu game, and I remember kind of tearing up at the end of the game because my superhero, because at that time, I mean, again, like, Jordan was my superhero. Like, I wanted to be like Mike, and to see him in pain like that in a flu game and and play the way he played, I was damn near impressed, damn near impressed. So now, Pip, you want to downplay Jordan's flu game, right? You basically want to say, oh, playing with a bad back is more, I guess, I'm a paraphrase, more iconic than playing in a flu game. Okay, let's go to these numbers, shall we? Jordan's flu game. This was game five of the 1997 NBA Finals against Utah. A game that the Bulls needed to win because... You know, they won the first two at home, then Utah won their next two, so they definitely had to get one in Utah so they can go back home to close it out, which they did. Flu game, Jordan had 38 points, seven rebounds, five assists, three steals. That's the flu game. Pippen had 17, 10, 5, and 1. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Now, let's go to the back game. That was the NBA Finals the year after. This was the closeout game. This was the shot game with Jordan. Pippen, you only had eight points. You basically was a decoy out there. Ron Harper was more effective of you in that game than you was. You had eight points, three rebounds, and four assists. And you saying that playing with a... With, A bad back is somewhat, I'm paraphrasing, iconic than a flu game. Shut up. Shut up. Because in that back game of yours, Jordan had 45 points. And the shot of all shots. So what are we talking about, Pip? Like you're just doing too much right now. Like, like, Like you're doing too, too much right now. Do you tend to forget that people don't really respect you like that on the court because of some of the things that you've done? Remember how you took yourself out the game when the play wasn't called for you in the huddle? When Phil Jackson wanted the three-point shot to go to cool coach and you took yourself out the game? Do you remember in the playoffs in 1990 where you didn't play because you had a migraine headache? Do you remember these things? This is why... Listen... As far as NBA players go, yes, he is a top 50 great player. I don't care what Skip Baylor says because his obsession for Jordan is just off the chart. Like, Jordan could win with anybody. Can't really say that because Jordan didn't start winning until Pip got there. We all understand that. Even he understands that. Jordan has given Pip his flowers. Go watch The Last Dance. Go watch it. See, Pip says that he didn't like how he was depicted in The Last Dance. Jordan said in that episode, in that documentary, when you think of Michael, when you think of Michael Jordan, you you gotta mention Scottie Pippen. That's the ultimate praise like that. Like, what else do you want Jordan to say? And then on top of that, he said he didn't like how he was depicted. My guy, you had a whole episode to yourself. See, people forget that. It was 10 parts. It was 10 parts to that documentary. The first episode was primarily about Jordan. The second episode was primarily about Pippin. So, what like what 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 depiction do you have a problem with in the documentary? I'm lost. Like I'm and en- en- enlighten me here, Pip, because I'm I'm dumbfounded here. Like speak to, like speak to me as if I'm a eight like as if I'm a three-year-old. Because I'm I'm really trying to understand what what your gripe is with Jordan. He don't got you on the board of directors for the Jordan brand or something. Like, exactly, what is it that you would like? You get your praise, you get your ultimate props. You are reviewed at you are revered as one of the 50 greatest players to ever play this game even though it's now upgraded to 76 but you was on that 50 team. You was on that NBA 50 team. You're heavily regarded as one of the greatest defensive players of all time. We remember when Magic put the beats on Jordan in the finals and then you had to take Magic 90 feet. We all remember that. What is it, because people say you're Robin to Jordan's Batman? Is that what it is? Listen, everybody's going to get, listen, everybody's going to, everybody's going to seal that fate. Because guess what? We're seeing that right now with the Warriors. Steph Curry is Batman. Clay is, um, I mean, Steph is Batman. Clay is Robin. But guess what? Clay is okay with that. Clay is okay with that. So what's your problem? Listen, you're never, never going to be in the same iconic status as Jordan. Never. Never. And you need to get that through that thick skull of yours, Pip. You're never going to be in that class with Mike. You're never going to be on the Mount Rushmore of the NBA. You might be on... The Mount Rushmore of underrated players, yeah. But you're never gonna be on the Mount Rushmore of the NBA. So I don't know what it is that you like. I don't. I don't know exactly what it is that you're looking for. I don't. I don't get it. But yeah, man, like that's pretty much what it was on the NBA front. Now listen. Usually when I do my NFL episodes, you know, I do recaps and shit like that. But on this one, I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm not going to do a recap. But I am going to speak on two players that uh have found new homes. And... Should I do my picks? Should I do my picks? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to do my picks, too. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm going to do my picks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm going to do my picks. I'm going to do my picks. Nah, 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 nah. No picks. No picks. No picks. I just want to speak on Odell going to the Rams and Cam going back to Carolina. But first, let me talk about Odell going to the Rams. Me, personally, I know why they made this move. And it's not because they're scared of Arizona. Even though they lost to Arizona at the start of the season. But they're not worried about no damn Arizona. They made this move strictly because they are trying to dethrone Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. It's that simple. The Rams have been very busy this season, if you haven't noticed. They picked up Von Miller who, for all intended purposes, he's going to to be productive in L.A. It's just that he's playing for a rebuilding Broncos team. Listen, he's extant stone in Denver already. He's got a Super Bowl ring. He's got a Super Bowl MVP. Chances are he's going to the hall when his career is over. So what he did in Denver, can't take that away from him. But now he's going to a team now that has championship aspirations. He is going to be effective with that Rams defense. Best believe that. The Rams have their anchor on that front four with Aaron Donald. They got their anchor with the linebackers, which is Von Miller. And they obviously got their anchor in the defensive back with... Jalen Ramsey. But now on offense. Listen, they already had Cooper Cup, right? Matthew Stafford has gained a rapport with him. You can make a case that right now, at this present moment, that is the best quarterback receiver tandem right now in the NFL. At this present moment. It's not Kyler and D-Hop. It's not Brady and Evans or Godwin. It's not Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. It is Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. And listening to Matthew Stafford's interview about bringing Odell to the Rams, I heard it yesterday. He didn't really sound too enthused about having Odell there. Like, for me, hearing his voice and how he talked, he didn't sound like somebody that was excited. He did Now, yes, agreed. Odell was going to have to do a lot of soul searching. A lot of soul searching. Because I think people need to get this out of their mind. Odell was not the same Odell as before. The Odell that we saw with the Giants, them days is over, and we need to get that out our thick skulls. I mean, me personally, I'll say it, I think Odell's overrated. I've never really been the biggest fan of his. Listen, he's more known for his pregame shit than he is with his stuff on the field. Because of that, that one catch. Against the Giants years ago, that one-handed catch that people have crowned, the greatest catch in NFL history, that shit took him to levels that we would kill to have. But if you really think about it, they put him in this class and they were saying that how, well, he was saying that how he wants to break all of Jerry Rice's records. That's never going to happen. First of all, you're injury prone, so that's definitely not going to happen. Like, you already, you already lost that battle. You're a diva, you know what I'm saying, for somebody who ain't really done shit. This right here is his last chance right here. Because the one thing I hope doesn't happen is Matthew Stafford feeds into the bullshit where, oh, I got to feed him like crazy. Because he's not going to do that. He done gained his rapport with Cooper Cup. You think he's going to be forcing shit to Odell? Absolutely not. Like I said, he has Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Higby, and now Odell. He already has a rapport with the other two receivers. Well, the other three. Odell got to come there and prove something. It's not the other way around. Because they was winning before you got there. The experiment in Cleveland didn't work out. Now, some is Team Odell, some is Team Baker. Listen, I honestly didn't like the move to begin with. I didn't. I didn't. And then not for nothing, when Odell got hurt last year, I kind of liked the Baker last year because he didn't have to force anything to Odell. Cause when you got a diva receiver at your disposal, it's like, yo, I got, I no matter what, I gotta, I gotta force it to him. Like he's so popular, I gotta force him the ball. And then the fact that his pops put that video up where Baker wasn't giving Odell the ball when he was wide open a few times, I was like, damn, shit, you starting drama with the quarterback? Oh yeah, you definitely, yeah, you're definitely not staying with this team. But yeah, he's a ram now, so let's see, let's see what happens. But he's got a lot to prove. A lot to prove. A lot. Me personally, I would have preferred him in Green Bay, but I don't think he wanted to go to Green Bay because he don't know the fate of Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, but in fact, I'm gonna get to that before I end this episode. Because I got I got some shit to speak on that too. You know what I'm saying? But um I'm happy for Odell. I'm, I'm 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 happy for him. Hopefully these bright lights don't mess with him. Because we know what the bright lights did to him in New York. So now he's in LA now, and everybody is giving him the, the red carpet treatment, LeBron and everybody hyping it up. Listen, let's see what he can do on the field. Fuck all that hyping him up. Let's see what he can do on the field because. These last few years, he's been kind of cold on these streets on the football field, okay? He wasn't producing, and he was hurt. So, come on. Let's keep it tall here. But uh, Cam Newton is back with the Panthers. Again, in my honest opinion, I don't think he should have never been let go to begin with, but this is a business, and I get that. But I think this was more of a box office move then the panthers trying to win now yeah they started the season 3-0 then they started going on a losing streak sam donald was going back to the sam donald old with the jets and now he's hurt they got pj walker from the xfl as their quarterback but obviously you needed somebody else and now they bring cam back Will this rejuvenate, re- rejuvenize the Panthers? I believe it will. Them fans are going to go nuts when Cam comes out there. When they see him in that number one and he does the Superman thing, like they are going to go crazy out there in Carolina. I I I admit that. But we have to be honest here. Cam hasn't been the same in years, in years. Even when he was with the Pan- I mean, even even when he was with the Patriots, his one year with the Patriots wasn't all that. He had more interceptions than he had touchdowns. Now, yes, he did catch COVID. We're not even gonna see him act like he didn't. So maybe that has something to do with it. He loses his starting job to Mac Jones, but I think that was more so too. He didn't want to get vaccinated, but now that he is. Let's see what he does now that he's back home in Carolina. Like I said, I don't think he should have never been let go to begin with. When you think of the Carolina Panthers, you think of Cam Newton. Luke Keekley and Steve Smith, like, I would say they're the top three Panthers of all time. But when you think of the Panthers, Panthers, I'm not talking about the Black Panthers. I'm talking about Panthers. The Carolina Panthers, you think of Cam Newton. So I'm glad he's back in the league because, I mean, when Russell got hurt, I said Carolina should give him a go. I mean, I said Seattle should give him a go. Um, When Pittsburgh was fucking it up early in the season, I said maybe they should try to go after Cam, but it's it's looking like Pittsburgh is... Starting to show a little something right now. But I'm just glad Cam got a job. I'm glad I'm glad he's back in the league. And I'm glad he's right where he belongs, and that's Carolina. Now, this Aaron Rodgers situation. We all know about the whole basically him lying about being vaccinated. But it was brought to my attention that C.D. Lamb, Cowboys receiver, he was fined for not having his uniform tucked in. His fine was more steep than Aaron Rodgers. And this dude lied about being vaccinated, hasn't been following protocol the whole season, basically. And he got a slap on the wrist. No suspension, no nothing. Y'all know where I'm going with this. Complexion for the protection for the collection. It's that simple. Because let's say Lamar Jackson would have did that shit. How you think that would have turned out? Let's say, hypothetically, Michael Vick was still in the league. How you think that would have turned out? Y'all know what I'm... Like, come on now. Like, Stevie Wonder can see what this is. Come on, this is complete bullshit. Complete bullshit. He got off with a slap in the wrist. A huge slap on the wrist. But yeah, man. There you have it, man. Like, you know. I don't really want to dive too much into this, but... Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that that's basically it. That's basically it. Like, I... I was not go- I was not going to record this week. You know, it's been a hectic, hectic week for me. And like for the past two, like for the past two, three days, I want to say I had, my, like my chest was tightened up. So I definitely wasn't trying to come home from work and record. I wanted to rest and relax. Luckily, thank God it wasn't, you know, COVID or nothing. Maybe it's, you know... From work, whatever the case may be, that's where the tightness of the chest came from. But I wasn't I wasn't gonna record, but I said, you know what? So much is going on in the NBA right now that I'm excited for. I gotta speak on it. And y'all know the format. I usually do a football episode and a basketball episode. So for my audience out there, I apologize that I didn't do a recap this week. Um, but if you do follow me on my social media pages, Dre Day on Facebook, uh, IG, um, Dre Day nineteen eighty five, a sports paper Dre Day podcast. I am going to, you know, give my picks for the upcoming week, which is week ten. I'm going to I'm going to put my picks up for that. I'm not going to do it on this episode, but um. Again, just thank y'all for y'all support, man. Keep it going, keep it flowing. Uh, it's a wrap for this episode. Um, happy holidays to everybody. I mean, we're now in the month of November, and for some reason, everybody is starting to listen to their Christmas songs and starting to put trees up and starting to put lights up. Man, we ain't even hit December yet. Can we at least get past Thanksgiving first before y'all start doing that? But A, to each his own. But, again, thank everybody for your support. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. In closing, y'all know how this goes. This has been another episode of Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. Episode 226 is over and complete. Catch y'all on the flip side. Episode 226 is done. Catch y'all on the flip side. God bless. Peace and love. Your boy is out of here. Peace. What up, what up, what up? It's your man, Dre Day, and I have a PSA announcement for y'all. Did y'all know that only 38% of African Americans were able to identify financial terms on the PFN index, an annual financial survey? Why is that? Because we're never given the tools to succeed in the financial sector. Will, with American Classic Agency, has been designing financial maps for his clients to succeed for over a decade for clients on both coasts. With Will, you will be able to create a game plan to get out of debt and create the wealth that you and your family deserve. If you're interested, please contact Will at willspady at gmail.com. That's W-I-L-L-S-P-A-D-Y at gmail.com or call him at 443-810-0384.